0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Hello. I'm Lisa Leong, and I'm a recovering lawyer who now helps businesses get closer to their most important clients and their strategic partners. I like to say that I help humanize business, and working from the ABC, well, this podcast is a little bit of a side hustle for me. Now, I uh, through my work have been really obsessed with teams, how to team effectively, and so I'm really excited today because we're going to hear about a new concept that you hear bandied around in business called Agile. Now Agile comes from the software world and is really being used by a lot of businesses to arrange their teams around projects rather than expertise. And associated with the buzzword agile are many other words like squads and tribes and chapters. Maybe we can blame Spotify a little bit for this because you may have heard of the concept of Spotify tribes with the music streaming company growing very fast and having to do something uh, in a different way. So I'm just outside the offices of REA Group. They're a global online real estate company, and our guide today is Nigel Dalton. Nigel's going to show me around, and he's going to explain how they designed not only their office space, but the way they worked when they adopted the tribe squad model in order to stay relevant in this fast-paced world. Hello, you're very tall, Nigel. I'm very
0: tall for a receptionist, aren't I?
1: Can you come out from reception? (laughs) Because I've got to ask you a question, Nigel, Chief Inventor. This wall, there's something special about this wall. Tell me.
0: This wall is my favourite wall and it's our humbling wall. So you've heard of whaling walls. This is our humbling wall because this is a, a rock that's called travertine. Three quarries in the world. This one's from the Italian one. That is a sedimentary rock laid down in water, in a lake, or something like that. Three and a half thousand years represented of deposition there. So let's test your history, Lisa. Three and a half thousand years ago, which civilizations ruled this planet?
1: Uh, obviously, the Chinese, no.
0: <laughs> mm, close. They weren't terribly well cooperating at that point in time. Pre Egyptians. Yes. So they invented commerce and, then, um, and I was money. And ones and zeros. So mathematics, commerce and money, which here we are today, three and a half thousand years later, and we're in the business of ones and zeros, commerce, money, trading. Now, we are on that scale because this wall's how tall, you reckon? Fifteen
1: metres? Wow.
0: The history of our great company, 25 years a market leader, amounts to the width of my finger at the top of this wall. That is our contribution to commerce. So this is humbling for us. We go, oh, my goodness, we really haven't invented much in all of this time this was laid down. What can we bring to a future?
1: Beautiful. Let's keep on moving. So it's all very open in here, Nigel. I'm walking past a bit of show-and-tell of laptops past.
0: What we have here is a, a physical reminder of the things that catches out. Is all the tech since 1996 through to today... And we're on this corner here at other disruptors. This is the original iPhone, and its capacity to change the way we interacted with all sorts of things is a big part of my personal history. I worked at a company called Lonely Planet, and I can remember the meeting where we took that out and went, you know what? Nobody's ever taking a $1,500 phone on holiday with them. This isn't a thing. The maps are terrible. This TripAdvisor site's awful. And we doubled down on what we knew. I think it's a big Australian problem. Under pressure, you go back to the core. Core capabilities, we're all educated, ex-consulting type of big brains. Go back to the core capability, operational excellence. There's so many businesses do, and blow me down, everyone takes a $1,500 phone on holiday with them now. You wouldn't think of taking a paper guidebook with you. So we lost.
1: What did you learn or take with you from that moment, the Lonely Planet moment?
0: I took with me a very clear picture of what it feels like to become irrelevant as a business. And that's my job description here as chief inventor. Avoid irrelevance.
1: And how do you do that?
0: Uh, look, it is we use... a. Uh, Ironically, in the a consulting model from McKinsey, which is the three planning horizons. Horizon 1, Horizon 2, Horizon 3. Horizon 1 is now. It's this financial year. What are we doing now to optimise things? Horizon 2 is next year. We're thinking that through. Who's coming in as competitors? Horizon 3 is my job. Three to five years out. What technologies, what business models, what's coming in globally that will impact the way we do business and our industry does business?
1: Let's walk and talk. Yep. Alright, so we've just gone past the cafe. Is this a typical day in terms of peop, number of people and activity?
0: Uh, it's a very quiet day down here today. These seats are normally well occupied, they're kind of a comfortable retreat space. We've got lots of training going on in these rooms. This is kind of our public private space here for meetups and you know, design meetups, IT meetups. We also have our own university here, which is in that end room, which is a training zone. We're not gonna compete with RMIT, but it is a structured kind of school of business, school of sales, school of tech, school of self, and you can pick and choose courses. So the only way here to keep up is development. And that's, so we have a university.
1: Where to next?
0: Let's go up to level four. We've got a little quiet space there.
1: Oh, and can you show me your squad space?
0: Yes, that's where we're going. Come on
1: through. Okay. Straight to the top, level four?
0: It goes no further.
1: (laughs) It says St Kilda, level four.
0: Yeah. Every every floor is named after a suburb. It was someone's brilliant idea for allowing us to name an area and um, then have streets off it. That's part of the kind of secret of the place. We're walking down the piazza in the village at the moment. This comes from a a branch of architecture called Bureau Landschaft. German word, office as a landscape. Our landscape we chose was a village. It's a four-storey village. It's got the piazza. It's got a, a kind of town square on level three. And these are the streets. So the little zones you see, the little U-shaped areas with the TVs at the end and the boards at the end, that's a squad of people who work together every day, multidisciplinary, and that's a street. You can see the street names up above some of them to help us find where you're at.
1: Okay, for each of the little streets, what do they consist of?
0: It's a group of people we call a squad or a team, and they are... Part of a larger family, multiple squads roll up into being a a customer focused, what we call line of business. So that's maybe 50 to 150 people all focused on residential real estate or commercial real estate or property developer real estate. They then divide up responsibility for different apps, different uh, software and different features. And they then go about their daily business of making new features, maintaining old features directly for customers.
1: How many people do you think is in this uh, room at the moment?
0: Uh, We've got around 180 people on this floor. It's our largest floor.
1: And it's all in open plan? What happens when you need to take calls and, and do things like that?
0: That's what the middle piece is. So down the marketplace, there are quiet spaces, just like you'd find in a piazza in Italy. There'll be a little nook and a cranny by a fountain. You can go and sit out and take your call. We have the same. That's why all the the buildings, we call them in the middle, are all on weird angles, for example. If we walk down here, I'll show you one of my favourite little nooks and crannies. It's a great place for doing planning.
1: Show me your nook and cranny.
0: I love this space, and I wish we'd built more of this. um,
1: Oh, okay. So we've just turned the corner, and it's like a little cubby house with very large backed couches.
0: Make no mistake, this this is not architected for luxury or any other reason than productivity. When we we started with this design, it's like, how can we make the most productive building workplace based on the way we work. That's what we sat down with our architects' future space to design.
1: And so how does the design of this workplace encourage the small inventions every day?
0: So you're not going to have to walk far to find someone you need the answer to a question from here. So they're probably sitting with you, or we've configured the place so they're not more than about 30 metres away. And you could sit right here where we are and meet and get a conclusion on hey, we've got two options to do this thing. How do we do it? I I describe these entire upper floors as being focused on innovation. And innovation is finding product to customer and product to market fit. What I do is invention. That's the thing before innovation. That's that's like wizards basically mashing two elements together to see what comes out of it.
1: Have you got an example for me?
0: Look through history. So 100 years ago, if we'd been here, you think the inventor's main focus was electricity. It's what if we combine electricity with a broom? What do we get? We get a vacuum cleaner. If electricity and a fire, what do we get? Well, we get like an electric heater. And that was, it was like radical. There was a sense of magic about it. And that's how we feel about artificial intelligence, augmented reality and virtual reality. There is a sense of magic about it. And we don't let that worry too much about whether we need to make money out of that in Horizon 3. We just want to know about it, have tried it before it turns up.
1: I've noticed that you also play around with invention in terms of your workforce. So let's go to the squads. Yeah.
0: Now, I, I, don't, I don't know if we invented this, but we certainly have happily experimented on it for seven years now. And it is a way of working that is multidisciplinary, small teams, very focused, serving a known customer. And there's 55 squads in the building of around 10 people. And uh, well, they're not, they're not identical, but we do try to keep them working in the same way.
1: When you say multidisciplinary, can you say who might be in the squad to give us an idea?
0: Right. So, this was a change we made six years ago. I used to run IT. I was the king of level three of the old building, and I had 200 software developers and business analysts and testers and IT operations people, and and I was very important, Lisa, I can tell you that. (laughs) On level three was the product people and the marketing people, and we had a, a head of product, chief product officer, and we had a head of marketing then we had the sales people on level one and the customer service people and we used to have finance, legal and HR on the ground floor. Nobody talked. And so our customer numbers, our customer sat numbers were heading south. We were kind of working out why and we go, oh my goodness, it's because we take three months to resolve a problem. And why is that? Basically, Microsoft Outlook and a lack of meeting rooms because that's how we formally related to each other. Email, meetings. It would take months to get a room free where a product person, an IT person, a salesperson, and a service person could actually sit down together and, okay, what's the problem? We said that can never happen again and we flipped the organisation so that we had customer focused small teams. Everyone who worked on residential real estate, this was kind of, was like one of those air- airline announcements at the airport. All those working on residential real estate go to level three and that was everyone sales service product i.t finance legal hr
1: how did they react to that
0: uh it was pretty interesting and not all great to be honest because these are people who haven't met each other before even though they're working on the same thing uh we probably spent three months going into meeting rooms utterly astonished that people were shaking hands and saying, hi, I'm Nigel. I'm, I work in product in residential real estate. Oh, I'm the head of sales. Why have we never met before?
1: So six years later, describe how your wild experiment is going.
0: So still experimenting, but those teams are still made up of all of those people. No two are quite the same because they have different people in them with different capabilities. Someone, If someone's good at marketing and product, then you, you need less marketing in that team. So we still have sales in many cases, product, IT, finance, legal, HR as required. It's so much faster if the lawyer's sitting next to you and you're designing a screen with terms and conditions than putting an email memorandum to a lawyer to go, I'd like an opinion on this please, and waiting. And you don't know where your work is and what's happening. It is actually more productive to have someone in your team even if it's only for six months or eight months
1: what are some of the downsides of this way of working the hot desking the open plan
0: look no, by no means is it universally suited to people and so we have a lot of quiet spaces up and down the middle and in our new building we've doubled down on quiet spaces for teams and people to work and that's really been the revolution in this, this office design over the last seven or eight years it's hard to concentrate when you're a creative person you're effectively writing for a living uh noise is not great but We trade that off against the speed that results from being close to your peers and to the people you need to chat to, and everyone being on the same page every day about what are we working on.
1: Okay, so where are you taking me to now?
0: Okay, so we're walking along the length of level four, which is a pretty busy workspace. You can see all the people, different heights of desks, got a lot of standing desks, so That became a hot thing a couple of years ago, so about 20% of our desks you can stand at. And what I wanted to show you was a couple of examples of, there are rules about how you work here and there's only five of them. So rule number one is visualize your work. There's no secrets, there's no PowerPoints hidden away with all the secret strategies on them. On the wall, please. If it's on a wall, it's in priority order. Somebody should be able to determine what is the highest priority item on that wall. Own it. Someone should have their name or photo on an item. There's no orphans of work in this case. Talk daily. So if you're talking daily and something surprising comes along, you can at least adjust to it. And you know, like when Facebook came into the property market with rentals in Australia, well, we, you know, there's companies would have gone, oh, no, no, I'm ignoring that. Oh, we'll look at that in the next strategic planning cycle. No, I've got people standing at a wall going, okay, Facebook's in. What do we do about this in rent? So daily conversation is a really vital risk reduction method and it's talk about the way the factory works once a month, that's the fifth rule. So visualise, prioritise, own, talk daily and talk monthly about the way work works. On the board here you can see typical uh, REA board, it's got what are we doing next, what are we doing now and what are we finished. It's really good to see that you've got through a bunch of things in a week.
1: The REA group must rack up a fair bill when it comes to post-it notes because the walls on level four are littered with team boards with their colourful stick-it notes, cards and photos. The inner organisational psychologist in me is getting very excited. I do love a post-it note. For a digital company, it is interesting to see the pieces of paper on the wall here, Nigel. Yeah,
0: paper's really important. And people go, oh, that would surely make a much better touch screen television. But this is way more interactive. Um, There's a sense of creativity to it. And there's a sense of ownership to it because you watch watch what happens psychologically when I do this. I go, okay, Lisa, um, we're talking at the board. Now this card, where's it up to? And the moment I hand you that, something strange happens psychologically, you own it and you hold it in your hand and it becomes a precious item. Whereas if it's just a digital set of HTML, it's not the same thing. The other psychology that's going on is a a kind of a triangulation. So let's imagine we have this card again and I'm talking about this thing. Okay, so suburb sponsorship, this, re- this report on this one, it's a priority too. Um, it needs a review on it. Uh, what's going on with it, Lisa? And, you know, you might go, oh, well, look, I'm a bit stuck. I'm waiting for Christine to come back. And the feeling and the psychology of this conversation is binary. One of us is going to try and get one up on the other. It's, it's human psychology of one upping and one downing. The moment I put that card on the board over here, look at this change in human geography. It's you and me in a triangle against suburb sponsorship.
1: We're standing side by side and we're sort of looking at it, we both own it.
0: And suddenly, that's crazy. Like the simplest human bodily language behavior means now we're both trying to fix suburb sponsorship. And that's one of the secrets of the way we work.
1: Love the wall. Thank you. And I can see a little card and at the corner of the cards, we have little faces. So I'm presuming just by looking at the cards, they're the people who own that little card.
0: That's right. Principle number three, every piece of work is owned. So if we come here and, and, you know, we want to know more about that, then it's quite simple for us to go and look for that person and say, hey, look, what's going on with this one? And what happens now is the role of management is to work across squads. So link squads together. So wandering the floor... Looking at what other people is doing is the most important thing that can happen. And some people get that very organised about that. We have people who are like delivery people in each of these squads. They have a guild and a walk around once every two weeks where they get together and you'll see them walking around as a group looking at what people have done to their... And they go, "Oh, I like the way you've done that. How have you done that? And this is how ideas spread. They don't go central to a hub and back out again. There's no dictatorial authority on how to work lean and agile at REA, it's a virus. It's all spreading between the nodes, which is is how we work it.
1: Walking past Inkerman Street. Notice that you don't have the streets of Burwood here.
0: No. <laughs> Where's Burwood? <laughs> Isn't
1: that yeah. a highway? Well, maybe when you go into your new building and you want a, a place far away, <laughs> yeah, you can put exactly. in Burwood.
0: I'd like to introduce you to one of our superstars of this way of working. Her name's Sarah hunter Neal. And Sarah, come on over.
2: Hi, how are you? Good. What am I doing here, Nigel? <laughs> um,
0: you've been dubbed in to talk about the way we work.
2: What's your role in the squad? So I'm a program manager in a tribe which is composed of three squads. So three teams make up a tribe in our area. Um, and I'm the program manager that looks after the delivery practices and processes inside the tribe. And as a squad member, what do you love about it? I love that... We compile of a team that has the right people in it. So you can, within a team, get your own decisions made. You don't kind of have to wait for other people to give you answers. And I like that we build productive teams. Do you miss being in a team with people of the same discipline? I don't know that I've ever been in a team of the same discipline. I think we'd get a bit singular hive mind. I would not enjoy that. I like the very of people. I like the disciplines that they can all bring to a question and a problem, many minds looking at it in the same way creates the same outcome, many minds in different ways create different outcomes. How long have you been here for? Twelve and a half years at REA. So, you experienced the
1: difference from moving from teams to squads. Yes. Describe what happened at that moment when you were told you're going into a squad,
2: Sarah. So, the great, what I like to call, Wagile migration, we went from Waterfall to Wagile to Agile, where <laughs> we went we quite very Agile in the middle. It was very uncomfortable to begin with. In Waterfall, you have a redefined role a very defined purpose, and a set of boundaries that you play in and you stop and the hands over to somebody else, um, where Agile is very fluid and you do what you need to do. You don't have to essentially wait for permission to do it.
1: How did you change your mindset to be ready for something like
2: Agile? I think I was born for Agile. I love being able to do many things. So for someone that enjoys a lot of structure, you're probably not going to enjoy Agile, but I love to be able to try many things. Do you have a tip
1: or a mantra for people in how to change their mindset to be accepting
2: of the unknown? Never be stuck on your job title. A title is a title. It'll change. The work you do should be what you what you love and what you chase. So ignore titles and choose the work you enjoy. And think what if? So what if you could do that? What if we can do it that way? What needs to change to make that happen is better than I can't do it? So that's my tip. <laughs> Very helpful mantras. Thank you so much, Sarah. Oh, you're welcome. Can <laughs> us how the
0: TVs
2: work? Yeah. yeah, sure. So we'll go over here and we'll have a look at the portals through to China. Uh, did you just say, we're going to look at the portals through to China? <laughs> yeah, so we have to, always on televisions, we call them the portals through to China. <laughs> wow. Seriously.
1: At the end of Inkerman Street, there is a large TV, and I
2: see it looks like a workplace. Essentially, you're going to walk straight through to the hallway. So, the teams that are co-located, so this is the rent team on behind you in our Melbourne component, and this is the rent team at lunch in Xi'an in China. It looks like a mirror image, like an extension, but yeah, it's in China. It nearly matched the floor, but yeah, it's in China. Can they see me? They can. So can they see you, Sarah? They can see this image down here. So, Lisa, you're famous. Um, so, we use this as always-on portals. So, we can come up, call, hey, Cos, can I have a conversation about this document? You'll see over there, the FBA is having an actual conversation with one right. of their teams oh, in China. Okay. So, probably somewhere behind Cos is someone talking to that person. Hey, Cos, can you turn on your radio, on your mic? Hello. And so, how are you
1: finding the arrangement then? Do you often wander up and see what's happening in Australia? Coming in in the
0: morning and just seeing people come to work and put their stuff down and quietly wave at you without having to do very much. You can almost see the tables kind of feel like they're extending through the TV. It's It's a nice feeling.
1: It's incredibly clever. I literally thought I was just walking into uh, the next room. Well, uh, Thanks, Cos, it's time for your nap. Luncheon. It's lunchtime. Yeah. How's your mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> sure, share, share. Share, sure. <laughs> sure, share. Yeah, well, thank you, Sarah. You're
2: welcome. Have fun.
1: Back to the squad. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to write that war cry for you, Trump. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Sarah. And before we go, can you just give me one crazy invention that you might be working on at the moment that you could share with me?
0: Mm. Uh, so probably the craziest thing we're working on is a spider that carries a camera around a home to capture the 3D tour. And the reason it's a spider is that spiders can climb stairs, and a robot on wheels couldn't do that. So we drop that off at your house and come and pick the spider up an hour and a half later. It's crawled all around your house, taken photos for 3D tours. And we'll pick it up, bring it back here and make your 3D tour.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for the big tour, Nigel. And uh, next time I'm bringing a stepladder, FYI. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no problem at all. It, uh, it's been fun having you here.
1: My arm is really sore. <laughs>
2: So what do you think of the REA group, Lise?
1: Do you know what the most fascinating thing was when we saw the link to China? Mm. That was incredible. I've never seen anything like that.
2: I thought they were like, they had a webcam on their own workers just to make sure they were working or something. I didn't realise that it was actually a different office. You can see how
1: you would create such a sense of team across geography. Except they're all out to lunch. (laughs) Except for the one guy who wasn't sleeping. Can I see
2: your map? Yeah. We're just in an Uber. Hold on a minute. Follow Siri. Yeah, she knows. That's fine. Did you notice that it was a damn noisy workplace but there was only one dude with headphones on?
1: Yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed there was one person with headphones on and I liked the buzz but then I'm probably more of a buzz. Yeah, there was definitely a a vibe. Otherwise it's a library and that's boring and sad.
2: What did you think of the design overall?
1: Hmm, I thought it was clever, actually, because if you think about the mission, which was to encourage collaboration and fast to market, I think that arrangement of people in mixed squads and then open plans so that you have these human collisions which happen all the time, it's just incredibly effective. Nigel also knew that what he was giving up by doing that,
0: what was he giving up?
1: The ability to have quiet space. Yeah. But what he wanted to give was Sorry, the ability can I to. Yep.
2: I've got to tell the driver where to go. <laughs> can you just pull in here and we'll walk down because it's closed. The road's closed. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Now, can I carry something? Yep.
1: <laughs> um, which bit do I press, Neil? This
2: stop one. Just don't press delete. Stop.